Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. Hi friends, welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host Marge, and I'm super grateful that you're here. Thanks for listening everybody, it really means a lot, and I appreciate each and every one of you that are listening right now. I hope you guys are holding up okay. We're still navigating these strange times, but we're not going to talk about that too much today because I'm sure we're all pretty sick of listening to COVID-related stuff. And this isn't what that show's about anyway. We'll leave that to the experts, the doctors, the medical health professionals, and all that kind of thing. This is episode 40. Hard to believe I've done this 40 times. I'm sitting in my office right now. I've got a blanket over my head because that's I'm trying to control at least some of the sound quality. I hope it's paying off because I feel somewhat ridiculous and I'm sweating my ass off as well. But that's the sacrifices you make sometimes when you're trying to put out a weekly show. Speaking of weekly shows, I am going to be on the 3R show. I'm kind of excited about that. I recorded a podcast last week or the week before. I can't really remember. I'm not even sure what day it is right now myself. And it was a pretty fun experience. Very different to be on the other side of the microphone. The 3R show is the Random Ramblings with Rob. You can find him on most uh, podcasting platforms, I believe, but I'll certainly let you know when that episode comes out. And it was just a fun time to talk to another human being outside of my social circle, of course, so it was a little different, but it was a lot of fun. And we talked about all kinds of different things. Obviously, we did talk weed and edibles and it'll be worth checking out. I'm kind of excited, a little nervous as well. But I'll let you guys know when that comes out so you can check it out if you want. Now, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about candy. Yes, candy. I made some hard candies recently and I was pretty happy with the way they turned out. Now, the reason that we're going to be talking about this is because if you listened to last week's episode and maybe you had a chance to try infusing some salt and sugar like we discussed, you may think, well, what can I make it with? Yeah, you want to put some in your morning coffee or your tea or or something like that. Maybe you want to sprinkle some salt on your meal, but what else can you do with infused sugar? Well, the easiest response I came up with, why not try some hard candies? Now, I am not a candy maker by any means. I've never made hard candies before in my life. I've always kind of wanted to try it. It's been my, on my long list of things to try out but I've never made them before. And I've always had this idea that candy making was really difficult. And I'm sure there are some pretty advanced techniques that you can get into. Uh, Just like I've heard making macaroons is really difficult, for instance. But I've always had this impression that making candy was really difficult. And I was pleasantly surprised with the, with the, the recipe that I picked out that was actually a lot simpler than I had originally imagined. So that was... A nice surprise because of course sharing these experiments with you if I can do it 
you can do it 100%. There's no reason why you can't. And I know there's some of you out there who have some pretty advanced skills in the kitchen when it comes to making edibles and stuff, but there's also a lot of you who are probably just like me. You're not a professional cook and you love being in the kitchen and puttering around and doing things in and around your kitchen, but you don't have the credentials. This is what makes this candy making experiment so fun because the results were great. Now, before I wanted to get into making candy, I did know that I was probably going to need a candy thermometer. And I am going to say this is an important tool to have in your kitchen if you're going to do something like this. I don't know if you heard the episode before when I melted my thermometer. It was just a regular meat style thermometer that you'd use to test the doneness of your of your chicken or what have you. And it did get a little too close to the pot and I wasn't really paying attention and I melted it. So I had to buy another one. And when it comes to making candy, because you are watching for pretty precise temperatures to come up, you can't really just stand there and hold it because it's just, it's too hard to hold a thermometer and avoid touching the bottom of the pot because obviously if you have it touching the bottom of the pot, it's going to alter the temperature and it's not going to be as accurate and you need something that you can leave in the pot and, and not worry about. So I ordered myself a candy thermometer before making these. And it took a while to arrive. If you've ordered anything off Amazon as of late, you probably know that if you have prime shipping, it's not as fast as it typically would be, uh, typically what we're accustomed to. Actually, things are arriving probably a lot more like they did in, I don't know, 2010 before prime shipping when you ordered stuff and things came in a week or two and people were pretty satisfied with that. But we've gotten pretty accustomed to having this order it, blink and it's at your door style delivery. Well, this took a little bit of time to arrive, but it was well worth it. But the funny thing is that happened is I have a meat thermometer and I use it regularly in my kitchen. It is another kitchen tool that's very worth worthwhile having, whether you're making edibles or grilling steaks or whatever it is that you're doing. It's a handy tool to have. And it's a small little device. It's very slim. It just fits in a drawer unobtrusively. And I ordered this candy thermometer and when it arrived, I was thinking like, this is in a really large envelope style package. It seems pretty excessive for the size of this thermometer that I'm about to pull out of the package. I mean, I thought this, of course, because I've ordered plenty of things off Amazon where they stuff something rather small. It's like they had ran out of the right size boxes in the warehouse and they just threw it in a box and put in a whole bunch of plastic air filled packaging and you're thinking, what what the hell? Like, could they not have come up with something that, you know, a smaller box with less waste? So I was totally expecting to pull out a very small thermometer. And I was pretty surprised when I pulled out a package. And this thermometer was way larger than I thought it was. It was comically large, in fact. I showed it to to my husband and my daughter, who are, my daughter who's at home too. And we had a good laugh about it because this thing is like the size of my forearm. It was a lot bigger than I thought it would be. And of course, this just goes to show how ignorant it is, how ignorant I am when it comes to candy making, because it was a candy making and deep fry thermometer. So if logically, if you're deep frying anything, it's going to be in a pot with a certain amount of oil in it. So it's got to be, the thermometer has to be deep enough to go into a, a pot. But anyway, it turns out when I made these candies, the large size format was not only much easier to read, but it had a foot on it as well so that when you could leave it in the pot and walk away, not walk away too far, you got to pay attention to what you're doing, but it wouldn't touch the bottom of the pot. It was obviously the right size for the job. 
even though I was initially a little skeptical as to why it was so big when I first got it, it makes a lot more sense now. So anyway, back to the recipe that I chose. And I'm going to link to the thermometer if you need one. It wasn't very expensive. I think it was like 10 or 15 bucks, something like that. If you don't have one, very worthwhile picking up. Obviously, you can check Amazon like I did because I'm finding in my city where I'm living, the home goods store or the kitchen supply store, sorry, that was open actually went under, went out of business or whatever. So that wasn't an option. And the last time I went grocery shopping, I forgot to check the kitchen supply aisle. So obviously you can check for local stores if you have access to that for a thermometer as well. But anyway, the, th- the recipe that I picked was from the Magical Butter Machine. The f- good folks over at the Magical Butter Machine, they do have a lot of great recipes on their website. And I picked a hard candy recipe from there in part because of its simplicity. It didn't require a whole lot of ingredients. And the nice thing is too, if you didn't actually infuse your sugar last week, you can actually just pour in your tincture and your sugar into the same pot. And it kind of does it all for you. You don't even have to infuse the sugar beforehand. Of course, there's advantages to having infused sugar on hand if you want to use it for different recipes or again, putting it in your coffee or, or what have you. But if you haven't gotten around to trying to infuse your sugar beforehand, you don't need to for this recipe as long as you have an infused alcohol-based tincture. If you have the tincture, that's great. If you don't have one, go back and try and make one of those. I can link to a few recipes for that in the website. But But this is definitely super easy if you already have the tincture in hand. You're basically putting into a pot your sugar, your tincture, or your infused sugar, which I did. You put in some corn syrup. Uh, And what else? I'm trying to think. I should have pulled up the recipe before I started recording. That would have been smart, eh, Marge? But I didn't. But it was a pretty short ingredient list. So obviously... It was corn syrup, so maybe not the healthiest choice, but you're only probably eating one of these uh, candies afterwards. So it's a one dose, one dose wonder, these candies are. So you add in your sugar, your tincture, your corn syrup, and you pretty much just want to bring it up to 302 degrees. That's it. You don't even, when you first put it all in, you start the heat, you do have to stir it. It let it all melt into the, oh, I think you added water too, actually, but you melt, you melt all the ingredients together. You put your thermometer in the pot and you just let it bubble away. The recipe said it would take about five minutes. I think for me to get to the 302 degrees, it took longer than that, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, give or take. I didn't pay that close of attention. I do know it took longer than five minutes though. But you bring it up to the five or the 302 degrees and that was it. You don't even have to keep stirring it. You just let it bubble away. It will increase in volume in your pot and it'll start to bubble and boil. That's normal. That's what you want. When you're done, you stir in some cream of tartar. That is another ingredient that you need to have on hand. And then you put in food coloring if you want to have it uh, a certain color. And you can add a flavor as well. And what I did for that, I actually happened to have food coloring on hand. I'm not even sure where they came from. They've probably been in my cupboard for a long time. I, at the last second, chose pink at the behest of my husband. I put it in. And because of the sort of green color of the mixture that I had, because of the the infused sugar and stuff, they turned out sort of a brownie orange color, which doesn't actually look that bad. 
I also happened to have stevia in my cupboard, liquid stevia. And I had, this is from a long, some other experiment I was doing in my kitchen before. I had liquid stevia plain and I had liquid stevia uh, French vanilla flavor. So I chose that one and they turned out pretty good. I probably could have put in a little bit more stevia, but in the end they did have a nice sort of butterscotch taste to it or the French vanilla. You do taste a little bit of the weed with these candies afterwards, but it's masked very nicely with the with the flavoring. And of course, you could use other flavoring that you want, but you're just putting in, there's all kinds of actual stevia style flavors. So you're sweetening it a little bit at the same time, although you probably really don't need to sweeten them too much because there's so much sugar in it anyway. But you could do um, whatever flavors you can get your hands on if you're going to a store and picking up some flavors. But the stevia one worked well. I just happened to have that on hand. Otherwise, they might have tasted a little more medicated if I didn't have, I had had to skip that step because I didn't have it. So they were, um, so they were good. But after that's done boiling and you take out your thermometer, make sure you have your molds that you're going to be using ready to go because this stuff hardens really quickly. Unlike making the gummies where these can set over, you know, like several hours, this stuff will start to set as you're pouring it. So I had several molds out on trays. Um, you don't have to put them in the fridge. They do harden at room temperature. I was starting the first tray and pouring it into the molds. These are just silicone molds, the ones that I typically use. I have a pot leaf one and an embossed weed leaf one. So I was trying a couple different designs for this one. Just the molds I use for almost everything. By the time I was getting to the last mold, I think I had four trays out and made four trays of candies. I could barely scrape it out of the pot because it was sticking. And that's how quickly this stuff, this stuff hardens. So you do need to work fairly quickly. So it's good to have your food coloring and your, your flavoring and the cream of tartar ready for when you take it off the heat. You want to stir it in and you want to move quickly because it will start to harden on you. And once that happens, I don't know what, you don't want to waste anything. So fortunately with hot water, the pot did clean up really easily. It wasn't like I was kind of expecting maybe a really sticky mess. It would be hard to clean up, but hot water, just uh, soak the pot for a few minutes in some hot water. It was pretty easy to remove. So once you are pouring them into the mold, you just let them harden at room temperature. I think I sort of walked away from them for a few hours and came back. But as you can imagine, if they're starting to harden by the time you're pouring in the, into the last few spots in the last mold, they don't take that long. So the hands-on time for this thing is super, super short. And actually the hardening time isn't that long either. They probably would have been ready to eat in like an hour or less maybe even. So it's a really quick recipe and that's sort of what made it fun because once I popped them out of the molds, some of those weed leaf molds that I've complained before when I've made gummies that were too soft and the and the points on the weed leaf broke off, no problem with this at all. So I would highly recommend trying out this recipe if you have tincture on hand. It's quick, fun, and easy. And you can, of course, in the in the Magical Butter Machine video, because there's a video that accompanies, a short video that accompanies the recipe that they've posted, they actually split their, their end result into two pots. So you could actually put, if you have more than one food coloring or flavor available, you could do two different batches. And that would be kind of fun. I didn't end up doing that because, I don't know, I just didn't want to, I guess. And yeah, so I didn't, but that is an option of something you could do as well. So a fun recipe to try if you're looking for something to occupy some of your time that you might have right now. 
I would highly recommend this one. And I did eat one of them last night to test it out and they tasted good. Just be sure to taste them yourself, try them out yourself so you can get a feeling for the dosing before you give these away. I myself didn't really figure out the the uh, the dosing of my sugar beforehand. So when I made them, I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm going to try one of these out. Here we go. I'm not really sure how potent these things are, which is always sort of, you don't want to do that when you're gifting them to some people, but I was able to try one and compare them to some of the other things that I've made, like like cookies and stuff and they were they were just fine but yeah if you want to make sure that you have an idea of dosing before you gift these to anybody because you do end up with quite a few candies and of course the nice thing with these with a candy like this is they're going to last for quite a while like you can sort of just keep them in a tin I put them in some like in a in a container with some parchment paper and I'm pretty sure these things aren't going to go bad anytime soon so you can have them for a while Again, unlike some of the other things you might have to keep refrigerated or whatever, these things you can just leave out. You can, they're, they're pretty versatile. So I'll probably be making these again because they are so easy and so fun. If one of these days I get a different mold, you could try different molds. Um, these would be pretty easy to do if you have this, the molds and like um, the proper molds to add popsicle or the lollipop stick. So you could easily turn these into lollipops as well. So it's a very versatile recipe. So I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes and I recommend you give it a try. Thank you, Magical Butter Machine, for posting this recipe because it is well worth trying. And speaking of Magical Butter Machine, we have a winner. If you have entered the listener contest or heard me talking about it in recent weeks, you know, I picked a name on 420. To everyone who entered, it was on the email list. I sent out an email on that day to let everyone know that Aaron from Virginia was the winner of the Magical Butter Machine. And I'm super excited, Aaron. Um, you're going to be receiving that probably. I'm not sure how quickly it's going to ship out to you but hopefully sooner rather than later. So that is pretty exciting. If you're still interested in joining the email list for fun things like this, you can still go to the website and scroll to the bottom and you can put in your email there. I actually have a thing to put in your mailing address as well because sometimes I like to send fun stuff in the mail to people. Certainly not obligated to do that. It's just me and a one woman, one woman show. So you don't have to worry about spam or any of that other shit because that's not my style. And quite frankly, even though I have tons of time right now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it feels like I have no time. It's like, where the hell does all the time go? I don't know. It's it's a strange, weird vortex that we're living in right now. So don't have to worry about that. If you want to check out the website, it's bitemepodcast.com. I'm always trying to tweak things and add to it when I can. Um, I do have a new little feature on there called SpeakPipe. So if you want to leave me a message... But you don't want to email me because email is not your thing. You can go to the website, bitemepodcast.com, and along the sidebar, I believe on the right side, you'll see a little tab that says, leave Marge a message. And this will allow you to record a voice message. So if you have questions, comments, stories, anything, and you would rather record it than type it, this is one option. I'll get notified by email with the file. And I thought that would be fun. I've sort of tested it out a little bit to make sure it works. And so far on my end, it does. So hopefully you guys don't run into any problems, but it's a new thing that I've added to the website. I'm kind of excited about. It is capped at 90 seconds right now. So you do have to sort of get your point across relatively quickly. But if you're interested in trying that out, by all means, I'd love to hear from you. 
find out what edibles you're making these days while you're cooped up indoors. And of course, you're always welcome to send me an email at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. I always love hearing from listeners. So give either one of those things a a try. And of course, you can always connect with me on places like Instagram or Facebook. It's at Bite Me Podcast on Instagram or at Host Marge on Facebook. And I'm on Twitter as well, I think, at Host Marge. You can find me on Pinterest and Minds as well. So you can find me all over the place. But most of the time, I'm residing in the world of the podcast. And uh, this is where I like to be because I like listening to podcasts. I like making this show. And I, yeah, I love talking to you guys. So yeah, I guess that's it for today. I hope you guys are all staying safe, keeping yourselves busy, not going too crazy, and making great edibles. And if there is, of course, any edible that you'd like me to try to make or discuss on the show, by all means, get a hold of me in one of those possible ways. The options are endless. And until next week, guys, stay high.